Welcome to another episode of the Pre-Sale Pulse Live, a show that is dedicated to helping you understand everything happening in the real estate market across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. I'm Ryan Lalonde, and today, this is kind of a special episode. Uh, we're actually filming at Haven Restaurant in the heart of Langley. Now it's this really cool, it's, it's modern, it's casual, it's proudly independent. It's kind of like my partner in crime, Susanna Gonzalez. <laughs> Modern and independent, I like it. It's a beautiful summer day here. We're mid-July and today we're gonna talk, quick recap, everything happening in the month of June. We're excited to get into it. Let's go. So if you're new to the channel, Pre-Sale Pulse is about recapping both the pre-sale and resale marketplace over the past 30 days. We wanna to touch on everything trending in our industry and ensure our subscribers feel like they have their fingers on the pulse and become real estate intelligent. Today, we're gonna to talk about what we're noticing in the market, uh, most notably market predictions. Who doesn't love a good market prediction? Uh, is the great post-COVID resale run over? That's the question we're posing today. The projects all our viewers uh, should keep an eye out for and of course, downtown is ready to go. Renewed confidence in downtown Vancouver by developers and purchasers alike. What do values look like in the coming years? We're gonna talk about that a little bit as well. Our internal MLA advisory team is active in all major markets across Canada. So reach out to us using the links below and we can provide market data, information on specific marketplaces or recommendations on product design. And as always, special thanks to Altus Group, Overn Analytics, and all the industry leaders who help us prepare for today's segment. Let's get going to macro. We always like to start here. So as of today, we're recording. The Bank of Canada is set to make a new announcement on interest rates on July 14th. Uh, and of course, to stay up to date on interest rates and news, make sure that you subscribe to both MLA Newswire and to Nest Mortgage. We're constantly updating our customers everything that's happening in those two spaces. Interest rates remain low. They're at 0.25%. This has continued to fuel the real estate industry. Interest rates changes expected mid-2022 to somewhere in 2023. Uh, Five-year variable, 1.29% to 1.45%. Uh, and then, of course, the three-year variable, which is incredibly attractive today, sitting at 0.99%. Uh, Five-year fix is at 1.74 to 2.09. Uh, and relatively unchanged over the past eight months, despite seeing the significant increase in April and May uh, resale data, and then of course, uh, growing or trending positive GDP growth. In June, BC unemployment rate was 6.6%. That's down from where we were in May, uh, which was sitting at 7%. The latest figures highlight BC's ongoing recovery and just reflect the province's continued economic recovery since many of the restrictions were lifted in June 15th. Um, things have continued to open up and uh, unemployment is being positively impacted. Keep in mind that May a year ago, we were sitting at 13.4% unemployment rate. Yeah, tracking uh, really well along the employment line. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the Canadian dollar is still trading at 80 cents, very, very strong relative to USD. Uh, that's something that we're going to continue to follow. We think that that's a really interesting buying opportunity. In June, uh, Canada has continued to ramp up its pace on vaccination. This is good news. It's kind of like Donovan Bailey. Uh, it takes a bit, but once we get going, we're ripping. As of today, we are only behind Israel in terms of proportion of population that is uh, at least one vaccination, which is something that we should be really proud about. Cases of COVID and COVID-related hospitalizations are continuing to decline. We're really excited to see that. Um, and then, of course, uh, private outdoor gatherings uh, increased to 50. Most importantly, open travel across health districts. Uh, the South Okanagan wine tour is back in full force. Definitely. Certainly, <laughs> yeah. it's, 
certainly going to see a busy summer for places like Poplar Grove and, and others throughout the South Okanagan. Stock market continuing to surge um, and, and recover from what we were experiencing a year ago. Uh, lots of up and downs, but huge gains in technology over the past four to five months. So, Suze, that's it for macro. Uh, next up is uh, Metro Vancouver pre-sale and resale values. And of course, as always, be sure to check out the Fraser Valley edition of the pre-sale pulse for a full market rundown. Also check out the lineup of past pulses and spotlights in links below. There's a lot of great intelligence that's going to make sure that you are feeling up to date with everything that's happening around the marketplace. So let's look at our pre-sale data for June. Over the past three months, following a record-setting March, we have seen steady decline of monthly resale transactions in the Lower Mainland. This is now beginning to show up in pre-sale as well. Just over 1,300 units released in June with about 550 sales. That's about a 42% same-month sales rate. Um, and of course, that's down from 56% that we saw the last two months. Now, the volume of released units is on par with the long-term average of around 1,100 pre-sale units released per month. Um, so in Q2 overall, April, May, June, new pre-sale projects released over 4,500 units of new inventory to the market, with over 50% of that being sold in the first month of sales. Those are huge outcomes from a sales standpoint. Especially when you think about where we were uh, just like 18 months ago. This is also the fifth consecutive month with an over 40% same-month absorption rate, which speaks to us still really being being a fairly robust market, we typically want to see a minimum of 30% same-month absorption. So anything above that is really positive. And as of 2021, we've seen a lot of progression. Pre-sale market has seen really strong resurgence in premium segments of the market. This includes Vancouver West Side and more recently the downtown Vancouver. This has all been rather sleepy. Or, sorry, many of those markets have been rather sleepy over the last three years. Now, notable sites in these markets are Burrard Place 2 by Reliance. And then, of course, blocked by Amicon in the downtown core. This is a project we're really excited about. And, and some of those secondary downtown markets, such as the Cambie Street Corridor, Caresdale, and Fairview. Suze, let's talk June pre-sale project numbers. Uh, now, it seems like everyone is chirping in on the negative headlines right now. We're hearing it in the boardroom. We're definitely reading it in the newspapers. Uh, and just like how far our expectations really have come from where they were just 18 months ago. Those 1,307 homes released that you spoke about across the Lower Mainland, they originated from 15 projects. So that's about... 40% less units than a month ago, but still a really great number, Absolutely. right? Really, really strong outcomes for us. Uh, just a reminder to all the naysayers as well, the 10-year average for monthly new units released is between 1,100 and 1,200 units. Uh, and so we're obviously doing very, very well in comparison to those numbers. The monthly average over the past year has been approximately 750 with a 42% absorption rate. So we are doing far better, ladies and gentlemen, than what the headlines uh, are sharing. And our market is performing. Steady absorption, steady price appreciation. Uh, that makes for a very strong marketplace moving into Q3 and Q4. For the month of July, we anticipate 17 new pre-sale projects. Uh, this means approximately 2,100 units. Uh, although similar to the past four months, July is going to be one of the biggest and the most active pre-sale markets over the past 20 years. Right, If everything makes it into the market that we're expecting. So you can expect absorption rates to pull back slightly because of the amount of inventory. Uh, you can also expect, from our perspective, prices to hold. And the headlines are going to continue to rage against the pre-sale marketplace. But our belief is, is that our market's going to continue to be as steady over the next three months as it has been over the past three. Our prediction is that in September 22, pricing in some of these markets are going to make July numbers look like a bargain. Absolutely.
So as we look further ahead into July, you know, you just mentioned 1,100 units released per month as an average, and here we are anticipating over 2,100 units possibly released. This is an extremely active month coming up. We thought we were going to see more units released in June, but we saw several of those projects uh, get pushed into July. So we've got a lot of inventory coming this summer. Concrete condos make up about 60% of the upcoming units. Um, given current market conditions, large mixed-use projects are finding pre-sale success hence the increased new units coming online. Again, everyone's, you know, projects that they put on hold, um, everyone's coming to the market, everyone's kind of racing and rushing to get into the market to take advantage of, of the, the robust nature we have and the high demand we have. Now, what's, other, what's also interesting about the new project in July, other locations. Tanimifu, we've got Kelowna, we've got Victoria. We talked about downtown Vancouver already today. Um, South Surrey and New Westminster. Over the past six months, the markets of interest were Coquitlam, Langley, and Surrey, um, and other areas of the Fraser. So it'll be really interesting to see how these other markets perform, particularly downtown, which we've got our eye on, and Kelowna, which we've got our eye on. I'll let Brittany touch on the Fraser Valley projects, uh, but uh, town lines uh, Lux and Richmond, uh, Lilibet by Intergolf along Canby Corridor, and two high-rise towers in Kelowna, Aqua and Water Street by the Park, are projects to follow in July. So moving on to project-specific updates, our viewers want deeper insights into specific marketplaces and the neighborhoods. So here we go. We're going to highlight the most active markets for multifamily offerings throughout 2021. First, let's talk about another market that's topical right now. We touched on it a little bit earlier in the episode. Uh, let's talk downtown core pre-sales. We've got a hit on block. This is something that we're really excited about by Amicon. Downtown has seen its first wave of successful new pre-sale projects since 2017. This is a very welcome sign for one of the most unique sub-markets in Canada. Remember West Bank's Butterfly? Barely. <laughs> Barely. It really does feel like a lifetime ago. It, it's almost forever. Uh, Amicon's block residences offers just under 200 homes in a spectacularly located building. This neighborhood is about, and, and you heard it here, uh, to become the heart of the downtown core, really. Block is the first of a handful of incredible offerings. This is going to shift the perspective of the marketplace. Uh, in some cases, uh, trailblazing, we're really excited because the demand and the interest to date has been incredible. We're so excited about what this means uh, for the downtown core to light up. Yeah, and I think people are really seeing the value, particularly in that part of downtown. And you just touched on, uh, I think, the, the longevity that's going to have and it really being the heart of downtown in, in the future. Um, and so uh, great value there right now. Some of the most interesting uh, spaces are being designed within a three block radius of block. It's at the heart um, from our perspective of the future. And, and, uh, and so far, it feels like many of our home buyers and many of our uh, agent partners are really excited about that. So staying in the downtown core, we should definitely talk about Tuberard Place. Tuberard Place began sales a few weeks ago, sold over 50% of its inventory, mostly smaller one-bed and two-bed product with efficient layouts, therefore attractive price points. Uh, early success of this project has been a positive sign for the downtown market. Again, one of the first, as you touched on, uh, which currently has six approved projects, mostly in the West End and Coal Harbor coming to the downtown area that are waiting adequate market conditions to begin pre-sales. So there's stuff coming is the, the short version there. One of the exciting projects uh, is 1515 by Boza in Coal Harbor, also called the Jenga Tower. This has been approved since uh, 2018. The architect is Olshreen from Germany. This will be uh, 
um, Shireen's first North American residential building and the only one in the world where he's designed both the interiors and the exteriors. Now, pre-sales for 1515 won't actually begin until October 21, uh, with estimated completion of 2027, but this has been uh, high on people's lists of projects to watch for quite a while. It's very exciting to see that they've come out into the market now uh, and uh, taking registrations, and, and they're going to be working towards a fall launch. Next up, let's move a little bit further south to Richmond, Lux by Townline. They're continuing with three residential buildings and one office tower. Uh, this is in Richmond and number three road. Lansdowne near the SkyTrain station. It's the first new project launch uh, since CF Richmond Center by Shape back in Q4 of 2020. A lot of success came out of that program. 345 market homes and the largest building is actually 15 stories. We'll sure to be updated with all the progress that comes out of these programs. We're very excited to follow this along. Uh, Purpose-built presentation center is in Richmond. Townline also has a tower in West Coquitlam. Uh, this is likely beginning to, uh, to to launch in sales either later 2021, early 2022. Uh, some incredible offerings that are continuing to come out of that marketplace as well. And then considering the recent values achieving in Richmond Center, uh, our expectation is that pricing is just going to continue to, to launch uh, beyond $1,050 per square foot. Um, and that's a far cry from where we were just 18 months ago in that marketplace. Yeah, so let's turn our attention now to another area that I, I think is uh, got some great value coming. So this is East Vancouver. Two new projects are launching pre-sales uh, in near Joyce, Collingwood SkyTrain, which is a market that's really still in its infancy in a lot of ways um, and, and hasn't seen a pre-sale project launch since 2017. So lots of, uh, I think, demand there and, and good value to come. Clive at Collingwood is a boutique 68-unit concrete low-rise by Next Properties. It's also developed in the Oak Ridge area. They held a realtor event the first week of July, and so they should be starting sales very shortly. Uh, secondly, we've got Aura by Westbury Properties. It's a wood frame low rise with some small jam packed homes leading to really attractive price points. But that's an understatement. Like, yeah, jam packed, like three beds on, in less than 800 square feet. Anyways, um, it is worth uh, taking a look at. They are 80% sold uh, because, uh, yeah, when you jam pack that much utility uh, in, in a home, it's uh, you're, you're destined to have a, a good value price point piece there. So price per square foot in, in the mid 900 and starting price for one bed is at about 450, uh, two beds from 575,000 and three beds from 780,000. Let's go a little bit further east if that's all right. Let's talk Kelowna. You already highlighted it a little bit earlier. Two great projects. Uh, July welcoming both of them. Uh, to the marketplace, uh, one of the fastest growing and the most uh, topical markets right now in British Columbia. Uh, Aqua by Mission Group offers 154 concrete condos, uh, extensive amenities. They've, they've made a big commitment. Uh, a fireside lounge, fifth level deck with pool, co-working options, two-story gym, uh, of course, pet washing. Of course. It's the Okanagan. Uh, and so much more. The, the project right now is priced in the mid-700s per square foot. Overall, compared to high-rise product in the lower mainland, uh, it's exceptional value. And our belief is that it's going to continue to do really, really well. Missions had a lot of success in that marketplace. They know it very, very well. Also launching this summer is uh, Tower One of Water Street by the park, by Orchard Park Properties. <laughs> <laughs> I love that love ring. That. 650 con. This is a huge project. 650 concrete units uh, in, the, in the Kelowna marketplace across three towers. Uh, they better be strong on pre-sales out of the gate because that's a big project. Uh, these are big buildings for a secondary market coming at 24, 42, and 28 stories. Manity Mix is also equally impressive, 45,000 square feet. Uh, you also have office and you have retail space. Uh, pricing starting from the mid uh, 300s for one bedrooms and starting from the high 500s for two beds. Uh, 
what's interesting about this, 20% deposit structure, 2% flat, some really strong uh, incentive fees that we're expecting to be paired with that offering. Uh, I think the most important component of this sales launch is what the first 30 days looks like. So by the time that we're reporting uh, to you guys again in August, we're going to have a pretty good sense about whether it's been a success. One of the interesting things about them is they've got the ability to do short-term rentals, which most of the other projects in the area don't. Um, and of course, one of the reasons why we're watching this market so closely is because We've got uh, Cressy's Project Caban coming soon. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about that next month uh, in our pre-sale pulse, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but really excited to see that market um, or that project come to market. Uh, it's been a long time coming. So let's turn our attention now to our resale data for Greater Vancouver. Sales have tailed off slightly, but remain historically high. We knew the sales pace we saw in March would be unsustainable, so we're not surprised to see the decrease. Uh, also, as we predicted and shared. Yeah, add to that, we have all finally been let out of our cages, so people's attentions have been turned to summer plans, traveling, actually seeing our friends and family uh, in the flesh, um, and so uh, people's attentions are diverted, um, and, and we're seeing that be reflected in, in the numbers. Um, so there were 3,762 resales in June, and again, to put that in perspective, we're talking you know, the, the headlines are talking about a slowing market, but we still did almost 4,000 transactions in June, which is still an incredibly high number. So yes, technically we're down 12% from May, but we're still 18% above the 10-year June sales average. Um, and uh, although this is the first time in four months that sales were below 4,000, we know that anything, you know, around 3,000 or higher is still an extremely active and solid market, which I suspect is closer to where we're going to be throughout the summer. Now, active inventory remained relatively relatively flat. Again, people focused on other things uh, right now, and we expect this in July and August. This is typical for early summer. The spring market is always the most active uh, and typically decreases in the summer months. I think it's normal, right? You, you start exchanging real estate tours for rosé and beach yeah, blankets. Absolutely. And next thing you know, you have a slight drop in terms of demand. But What's really interesting is still how much our demand is outpacing supply. Absolutely. Overall supply and demand are, are a bit more balanced right now, uh, which we were not seeing uh, in the past few months. So market activity feels like it's, it's cool, but really it's just more sustainable. Um, and, and so this really puts us at, at a great pace moving forward. Uh, and, and we've seen some of that reflected in, in the price as well. So Brian, why don't you dig into that? Well, big demand has a significant impact on overall benchmark price. And the composite metric is up 15% over the past year. That's a trend. That's We've a been talking number. about it's, it's a big number and it's constantly uh, increasing, it feels like. From May to June, the composite benchmark price only increased by about $2,300. It's very, very small, um, far less than some of the previous months. Um, but from March to April to May, um, we saw an increase of about 88 thousand dollars so uh, certainly pulling back and that's tied to everything that Susanna just shared the increase uh, for the seventh straight month though uh, as of June 2021 so seven straight months we've seen uh, the composite go up the fourth straight month uh, the real estate board of Greater Vancouver composite benchmark price is at an all-time high sales listing ratios in 2021 have been placing extreme upward pressure on that pricing that's that uh, supply demand metric that we're uh, we're continuing to track the decreased sales month over month since March have reduced the strict sales to listing ratios across the board, but don't get confused. We are still in a very strong seller's market. 35% sales to listing ratio across all product types is definitely still a seller's market, despite month over month drops of two to 5% depending on the product type. Single families now sitting at 28%, 
condos at 37 and townhomes still leading the way at 49%. And all of this is well above the 20% benchmark we often see for upward pricing pressure, which explains why it's still increased, uh, just increased a little bit less. Now we expect again, as we've said, the next two months to be a bit more of the same, decreasing sales and price escalation, but the broad market will still be operating at a very strong level. So overall, less sales than May, but a much more balanced and less frenzied market, which will continue through the summer. Um, important to point out, this is for a moment in time. This yeah. is this is July and August. And so there's so many that have been sitting on the fence wondering, when's the right time to jump into the market? When's the right time to consider purchasing? Here's what our belief is, though, is that the values that you have today are going to look like a bargain 12 months from now. And right now you actually have a little bit of time to like actually get an inspection or <laughs> make a, you know, have some that? time Ooh. to make a decision. <laughs> you don't have to just rush to it. So the, uh, the irony, of course, is that now is a perfect time to buy because what we definitely know is that the fall is going to be busier. Right. Suze, I think that's a wrap. I think so. I think we nailed it. Uh, and of course, if you found some value in today's episode, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel as well as to Newswire if you haven't already done so. Check out our video series of 20 years of headlines where we revisit major headlines from our market over the last 20 years. It's with Ryan and with Cameron. Uh, and uh, honestly, I've been loving it. Uh, and it's so interesting to reflect back on the last 20 years and, and what the narrative has been uh, in the marketplace. And as a reminder, uh, Newswire, just that daily email, it's a round of the latest real estate articles and news that's trending in our marketplace. Uh, subscribers also get really early access to pre-sale pulse, market insights, and of course, the, the, the hottest projects that are breaking ground. And of course, the MLA advisory team is always available if you need data or you're looking for more marketplace information, feel to reach out to us anytime or clicking any of the links below. Yeah, and lastly, we want to hear from you. Leave a comment if you have any questions or want us to speak about any trends or insights not already mentioned in our episodes. We enjoy hearing feedback from our peers and our viewers. Um, and so we want to ensure that the pre-sale pulse uh, is your preeminent source for real estate intelligence.